Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 348. On this episode, we've got some renewal news, and then we'll be discussing recent episodes of Black Mirror, Pitch, This Is Us, The Walking Dead, and Westworld. Plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 348. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... I'm Key. And I'm Clyde from Pilot Watching Podcast. Thank you both for joining me on the podcast this week. So good to be here. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, I, I'm so glad you had us on, Jason. This is a first. I haven't had anybody who are co-hosts of a podcast on at the same time. I've always had people on differently because I either already have one of my semi-regular co-hosts on, and so I'm filling out the third spot. When we have new guests on, we usually ask them as a little bit of an introduction, what was the show or shows or that got you into being like a big TV fan? So what are the shows that uh, either as a kid that you grew up with or something like that that... uh, really got you interested in this uh, form of entertainment? Oh, that's a great question. There's so many. Um, you you make me want to just kind of <laughs> dig back through the files and, and throw out things like when I'd walk into the room and see my mom watching Star Trek, the original series, um, and, and, and the just the the life and the creativity that that was. Um, but I think for, for me right now, um, and if you've ever listened to our show, you know that we are huge Aaron Sorkin fans. Um, and so I'm going to say when, when I've watched TV, um, things like, you know, and I'm going to go back and say Aaron Sorkin's Sports Night, when I look at things like that or um, things like Firefly or um, just some of the, the shows that I've really liked that haven't lasted that long. Um, it's really made me want to jump in and talk about them and share, particularly now that they're, you know, living a second life kind of in streaming <laughs> Netflix. Um, it's like, man, there's so much great television out there that you don't know about because it was only on on the air for like 14 episodes. So I think that's what kind of got me into it. Wow. Well, this is a, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember a lot of shows growing up like full house and family ties and all that TGI Friday stuff that ABC used to do. And I just remember all that being so super fun and um, like, but I, I got to remember my teenage years. I think the only thing that I watched consistently was Dawson's Creek. And so uh, watching Dawson's Creek was always a great fun. Um, I was actually, I went away to a boarding school and uh, the girls and I would fight, you know, the administration to allow us to watch it, you know, before <laughs> we had to go to, you know, our designated bedtimes and things like that. It was like the one treat that we all, that all 20 something girls in the dorm asked for. So definitely remember that. Um and then uh, things like the West Wing and ER uh, growing up. So, yeah, those are just some of my favorites that really made me want to watch things when they were on the TV. And, and Jason, you, or you'll start to see that even though we're from the same show, uh, Key and I have vastly <laughs> different uh, TV habits and interests. So uh, hopefully that'll keep it interesting. <laughs> that makes for a more interesting discussion because – if you two always agreed on everything, that would be 
wouldn't be a great listen <laughs> if it was just no. a couple of people Definitely not. patting each other on the back yeah. about how great they think this show is or how bad they think this other one is. That's the fun of this podcast is you're never quite sure exactly what people are watching and uh, what they're going to say about different shows. And so it's good to have some differing opinions. Who knows? We could have all have different opinions on some of these things. Absolutely. I, I, I find uh, it interesting the number of times where I have somebody on that like completely loves something while the other person completely hates it. And I'm just like, eh, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> or some combination of that. Yeah. But all right. With that, we'll jump into the news and a few things over the uh, the last couple weeks. You may have noticed that the schedule, the podcast release schedule has been a little erratic here the last few weeks. Uh, that's due to just, you know, things happen. And uh, uh, we had some web website problems and then just other things and got behind and ended up s skipping a week. So some of these items may have been from a while ago, but they're new since the last episode that we recorded, which was a couple weeks ago. But uh, first up, uh, Amazon has renewed One Mississippi for a second season. I know Key is happy about that. Oh, so happy. I love one. I loved One Mississippi season one. I was so sad that it was only, I think, eight episodes. I didn't know who Tig Notaro was before this. And so I just think um, she and Diablo Cody and Louis C.K., they, they just all did an amazing job on Amazon. Yeah, it's definitely one of those that's it's on the list and it's it's potentially higher up the list because it's only eight episodes and only eight half hour episodes. And so there's much more potential to actually get it off the list because of the short nature of it. Uh, but, yeah, I've I haven't really heard anybody much out there in the other side of things that are just like if you hear about it, it tends to be from somebody that really liked it. I'll say um, I thought it was good. Um, I didn't love it as much as Key did, but I, I definitely thought it was, it was good. It was a different story. And like you said, Jason, um, the eight episodes at a, at a half an hour clip is it's enticing because yeah. I was talking <laughs> to a buddy and kind of looking back and I'm thinking, how are we watching these shows that were an hour and running for like 26 episodes? There's no way you can go back and watch all that TV. Um, and so, yeah, you know, eight episodes, uh, 30 minutes, is, you know, that's that's barely four hours. So you can uh, you can kind of crunch that um, in a heartbeat. So. All right. Next up, uh, CBS has picked up the great indoors and man with a plan for full seasons. Uh, in this case, full seasons will be apparently 19 episodes since they've added six episodes to the 13 that they already ordered of each of those. And then they've also added three episodes to the second season of Code Black. So, Which I think this is going to be great for us because Key is a, a big Code Black fan. Um, but every time I bring it up, she keeps thinking that she only watched half of the first season. And I keep saying, <laughs> no, you really watched the entire first season. It just 
there weren't a whole lot of episodes. <laughs> well, when it, when it ended was just such an odd time in the usual TV season. I, I was just I I keep I'm continuously confused. Like, why do I feel like I haven't seen all of them? And yeah, so but CBS just makes it harder to watch their stuff. And so I really need to go back because I think Marsha Gay Harden and, and Luis Guzman are so gifted. And um, I really love their dynamic on that show. So season one was, was super great. So that's great to hear. Yeah, that was one of the shows that it, that I watched the first couple, I think, and was like, yeah, this is pretty good. I like a lot of the people on it, but I don't know. I'm not in the headspace for medical drama right now. Like, that's not. I mean, are you sure? Because there's like a thousand of them <laughs> on right now. I mean, I'd already like stopped watching Grey's Anatomy and, uh, you know, and so. But, I, you know, I watched that and I was like, oh. That's all right. I never even checked out Chicago Med because even on that show, I feel like I feel like it's hard to just watch one of those. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's like, do you if you're late, like like I am to the to the Chicago everything uh, party, like Chicago, et cetera. cetera. Like Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med. And it's like Chicago Nurses Union. I mean. You just, I, I, I feel like I can't jump into just one. You kind of have to watch them all. And I'm like, ah, uh, I can't commit to that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just stay out here and look, look on from afar. Yeah. Cause those are, I mean, they're sort of telling some ongoing stories. They're still mostly like whatever the big thing of the week is, but they do have a lot of ongoing stuff and they do have these little mini crossovers and stuff where people just show up. Because, like, one person on one show is dating somebody from the other show type of thing. But since they all work and live in the same neighborhood, it it makes sense, you know, that they would, uh, you know, that they'd be hanging out, you know, after work or whatever and uh, and stuff. But, yeah, that's that's one that uh, never got. But, yeah, so but like pretty much everything else that there's very few things that CBS doesn't at least pick up for, you know, some sort of full season. Yeah. I was sort of surprised, but not really. I mean, I don't know what else they have necessarily to bring on at a at a later time. But but since they had, because of football and they had things starting at different times and stuff like that, I can see them with some of the shows doing less episodes than, you know, Big Bang Theory and Kevin Can Wait and stuff like that, since those were on for a few weeks already and and things like that. But if I saw the ratings correctly, while... The ratings for The Great Indoors are, in this day and age, what you would consider good. Ratings for a show coming on after Big Bang Theory, they look really terrible. <laughs> like right. Like, oh, yeah, they, right? <laughs> they're losing like 40 or 50% of the audience or something like that. It looked like that uh, going into, or at least uh, you know, somewhere around, I think it was somewhere around uh, 40% or something like that, that uh, of drop-off in audience, which is... Which is pretty significant. I mean, Kevin Can Wait was only losing like a couple million when it was sitting behind it, you know, on Mondays. Oh, wow. Okay. Granted, it's dropped off plenty of those people since it's now by itself. But but yeah, it's not not propping up uh, the great indoors as as well as other things have uh, in the past. But I don't know. They're all sort of mediocre to not good <laughs> anyways right now and the new stuff that they they brought on this year on CBS See, so but that's the thing like if if I was developing a show and and I could shop it to any network 
I think CBS is a network you want to shop it to only because it feels like they so rarely cancel the shows. I mean, now true, they do cater to a very specific demographic, but if you can get that demographic, your show will be on forever. Um, and so I, I think I'm more surprised when I hear that CBS cancels a show yeah. than, than they oh, renew a show. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, but you know what's so interesting? I think a lot of times people talk about how it's, um, you know, an older generation that's watching CBS. What I've heard recently is that millennials are loving CBS, and that's a big part of their market now. So it's it's kind of interesting to see that their formula hasn't really changed, but their audience is is diverse, diversifying. So, hmm. yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, they're they've tried to push into some different things with like person of interest and uh, and various things that haven't. That have like technology that, that, that haven't totally caught on as well as you know some other things. I mean, Person of Interest didn't make five seasons, but you know, Limitless only made a season. Yeah, and so this year they kind of went back. You know, like like their their sitcoms, like these, especially like uh, Kevin Can Wait and Man with a Plan. Those feel like something right out of the '90s. The comedian with the hot wife you know, comedies that were, right. that were all, they were on all the time or things, you know, like the, you know, it just, uh, and so they feel sort of retro, but yet without any tweak that makes them feel new, you know, or gives them something else. Well, you've also got MacGyver, right? And MacGyver <laughs> is, you know, it's, it's definitely a millennial take on MacGyver. I, I for sure thought it it's was going to be one of the first things. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the first thing to get canceled, and and no, I can't believe the number of people that are watching that. It's it's like one of their higher rated things, and it's on Friday. It is, and it's yes. getting like it's, a, it's getting ratings. Terrible time slot. <laughs> it's a terrible time slot. A terrible who, show. Who is watching this? I don't know. I mean, they're pulling in a ton of people. But there was like eleven million of them at the in the first few episodes. I haven't looked recently, but. I need to know so I can make them Friday night plans so they can get out of the house. <laughs> so we can get this group outing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've, like uh, a flash mob, flash mob practice or something. I actually kind of <laughs> like the pilot that they ultimately ended up with for MacGyver. Like it looked like it might be sort of cheesy fun. And then the subsequent two or three episodes didn't have as high of quality or polish to you know like budget wise that they had i can't believe you made it that far <laughs> but then the the dialogue and the the things that they were doing became so weird and outrageously oh, bad that i was like i'm not saying that the first episode was good i'm just saying based on its history and how it came to fruition this being like the third bite at the apple that it was way better than I thought it ever could have been. And it looked like it could be that mindless, cheesy actioner. But in the next episode and the next two or three, before I just was like, nope, done, it became so cheesy <laughs> and so bad. And it looked so low budget. Wow. You know, where they're trying to make, uh, you know, all these just different random empty warehouses that they find, you know, someplace in Russia or you know, someplace, you know, that they're flying all over the world uh, to, uh, to do these things and stuff. And it was just, uh, I was like, and then I saw the ratings and I was like, who, who is watching it? Not me anymore. I'm done. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll tell you what it reminded me of. There's this like back. It's probably ten years. ago, It was like back in 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 '06. There was an E Trade commercial where this guy is sitting on his couch and he's watching the TV, and this movie comes on. This like movie trailer comes on, and it's got this tagline that says, "This winter, everything. Yes, everything is getting." blowed up and it's just this <laughs> terrible movie and then he immediately like goes to his e-trade account and like dumps the stock when i saw macgyver that is exactly what i thought about well, i was thinking like wow we're just gonna blow up everything like it's like bad dialogue cut to you know warehouse on fire like so uh, that is what i thought about when i started watching macgyver yeah it got so bad from not a high starting point, but it like fell off so hard. But that's enough of CBS stuff. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, HBO has renewed Divorced, uh, Insecure, and Westworld for second seasons. The latter being possibly not back until 2018. So, wow, <laughs> really? Yeah, that, gosh, that's what it sort of sounds like. That uh, it could be delayed. I mean. Well, I guess it takes a lot. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess it depends on where they're they're going. But even though it's sort of futuristic, since it's not like there's a ton of special effects or things like that in it, I guess maybe the intricacy of the plot or whatever. But we could talk more about that when we talk about the show in the prime time segment. But it's people playing robots. You know, like what? It's not actually robots. <laughs> yes. What? What is the? What is the? Why is it going to take uh, another year? Plus to film another 10 episodes of this. Like, what is the, what is the deal That's with interesting. that? interesting. I don't That's know. That's so interesting, though, because, like, Netflix is moving to this, you know, two seasons a year where they've got these shows that'll release in, like, January, and then they'll do them again in the in kind of the fall. And HBO's taking a different approach and going, we're going to release uh, 10 episodes every other year. <laughs> yeah. And, uh <laughs> Yeah, build that, up that anticipation. That's right. There's such a glut of, of TV shows. We're trying to uh, maybe they're trying to wait until you know we've actually hit peak TV and we're starting down the other side when they can put it back on with the as there's going to be less shows coming. I don't know. Uh, that that would just seem weird. Never watched uh, divorced. It just didn't look like I was like, why do I want to watch these unhappy people? who don't like each other. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get it. I did like the first episode of insecure, but I haven't gotten to a, it's on, it's on the list of things to catch up with. It's short, only half hour episodes. And, but I get in the place of things that are available on demand or on Netflix or something like that, that they tend to fall on that list to get caught up on because I go, Oh, they're always there. I can get to that. I can get to that. And they do time. the autoplay. <laughs> yeah. The autoplay helps. You yeah. end an episode and then boom, you're yeah. right into the next episode. That does not hurt. But when it's something that's just always out there that I can just watch at any time, but yet I look at my DVR and it's sitting at 95%, I'm like, well, I need to watch a couple of these things here right now to get these. There's so much TV. To get so these much things TV. Off. Yeah, that's uh, like to just for this episode, I caught up. All the things that we're, that we're talking about. The only thing I was up to date on was Westworld. Was the only thing that just last night's episode was the only thing I needed to watch. The rest of them, I was two to four episodes behind. And I was like, okay, good excuse to catch up on these shows this weekend. Is uh, is there going to be a, 
shows to talk about on the podcast. So that's what the podcast has become now. It's like whatever shows end up on the list, those are what I'm catching up on that week. Yeah, I mean, it really is like even on our show. And it's tough because we do, you know, pilot watching is about pilots, right? And so we'll go back and look at, you know, like I think last uh, last week we did Justified. And the hard part is when you go back and you're looking at <laughs> a show that's been off the air for a year, it's a great way to not watch anything that's currently on television because there's just so much television. Um, and there's stuff that we did early on. Like I think we did um, we did a couple shows when, when the pilot season first started, um, like Startup. And we just have not been able to get back to it because there's just been too much other stuff to watch. Um, it's it's challenging. I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out. I'm thinking I need a that strategy. you would you would also maybe run the risk of going back and watching something and it being so good that you don't want to stop with just the pilot and go on to watch another all pilot the all the time. You want to you want to yeah. keep watching. You're like, oh, I want to see episode two. I was really about to start the Justified series <laughs> all over, and I was like, don't do it. Like. Wait to the summer. Wait for the summer. <laughs> you know, but I wanted to. I really wanted to. Yeah, now summer's not even good. Like there's no good time. <laughs> there's always something premiering. Like there's there's almost something new every week. Christmas week, I guess. Yeah. This like, week, Thanksgiving week. But maybe. even I mean, just strictly new shows, scripted shows, new scripted shows in in the primetime hours on broadcast cable or premium cable or the major streaming networks there's 150 plus new things that have premiered this year already yeah and it's <laughs> it's getting it's going to be worse i think we've got i mean there's some like 700 shows on next year but you've got a lot of little things like st stuff on the audience network yeah <laughs> which yeah, uh, like it's like i don't even know i, I don't even really know how to find it well, it, Audience Network used to only be able to get it on DirecTV. Now you can get it if you have AT&T Uverse for your cable provider because since AT&T bought DirecTV. So uh, since they merged, they added the Audience Network to their cable providings. But that's the only place you can get it if you don't have those two things. If you've got Comcast or Time Warner or something like that, you're out of luck unless those shows end up on – you know, a Netflix or an Amazon or on DVD or something like that. Man, so much television. Or there's even like out there right now. There's a the the Epic Network, which is like oh, trying yes. to be an HBO star, Showtime. You know, by whatever movie studio company, whatever is behind it. And they've got a couple of shows that look interesting, and I like the first episode. They had them online, like you could watch on their on their website. But couldn't watch any more than that because they're on, like, every cable provider except Comcast. Like, they're not – they're not – Epic's not on Xfinity. So it was like, well, that's – I would have watched it maybe, <laughs> like, but sorry. So, yeah, there's some of these things that are just, uh, you know, even even these days, they're, there's, like, it's still hard to get to. But the, everybody's trying to make content to try and make their thing stand out. But I don't know. Uh, lastly on the list, uh, T TBS has renewed Full Frontal with Samantha Bee uh, for another season or another year. Or not exactly sure how seasons exactly work with a show that's basically, I think they did like 50 episodes last year or something like that. They basically are on 
once a week for the most part. The only change being is that they're going to be moving to Wednesdays from Mondays or Tuesdays whenever they were on. People love that show, though. I She's funny. So you would recommend it? I haven't seen it. I, I think I think she's funny. You watch that show and you go, man, they should have gave it the daily. They should have. They should have gave her the Daily Show. Oh wow! She's definitely got a, a, an interesting perspective, and they do a good job of of pulling out the, you know, like railing on something, but also pulling out the funny. I don't know. Just in the last year here of of everything that's gone on, I was so like. At a certain point, I was just like, I don't even care if it's good and funny. I don't want to hear anything about anything that has anything to do with the election. Like from oh right, that makes sense. You know, from any side, from any any perspective, I I just it just like it was too much. It's just like so I haven't watched a, a ton of it. Every once in a while, you know, maybe watch a clip. You know, like if something gets posted or you know, this tends to filter up in your Facebook feed. I mean, that tends to be how I watch Saturday Night Live these days, you know, and things like that. It's like, if some clip filters up uh, the Facebook feed or the Twitter feed or something like that, then I'll watch it. But I'm not sitting down and watching, you know, 90 minutes of SNL or whatever. Yeah, I like, like, I'll watch John Oliver, but I like the clips that H, like, so if you're looking at, like, the HBO Go app, they'll show the clips. And so I can catch like a really good John Oliver clip, um, but it's hard to like sit down and, and kind of watch the whole show. But um, but yes, yeah, I mean, Samantha, to your point, Samantha B, like full frontal draws, like I think I, I read it was like 740,000. Um, and that's super close to what The Daily Show um, pulls and everybody knows about the Daily Show. So I mean, you know, on, and on TBS, I mean, kudos. She, she's yeah. she's getting a an amazing audience for some, for people who really don't know a whole lot about her show. So that's cool. Good 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 move for her. Considering the uh, the number of white guys in light in late night, it's, <laughs> it's nice to see you know at least a female have a show and get to t- you know talk about some things. So that's that's good. You could tell it was going to be something that was going to stick around because like partway into the beginning of this year and because it was such a big political year, they extended her show through the end of the year where they were going to do weekly episodes, like through the, through the election. And I think they might in sometime here in, in November or something like that, and then pick back up in the new year. But, but yeah, just, uh, TBS was like, yeah, this is the perfect time to get, uh, to get an audience for this type of show. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna swing for it, but I think a lot of these shows though have become they're built for the clip, so that they can float around out on you know YouTube and Facebook and and whatnot. Not necessarily for somebody that's sitting down and watching the whole episode, or that's so true, or even recording it and watching the whole thing and stuff like that. There's so many of these these things that are built. That was one of the things that people talked about that uh, is the reason why. The nightly show didn't didn't make it was that Larry Wilmore. Yeah, with Larry Wilmore is because yeah. the way that show was built, it was it was wasn't built for to have like a two minute segment or a, or something that, you know, ended with a punchline necessarily, you know, like while there was funny and things like that, it, it wasn't a show that was built for sound bites, you know, for being able to chunk it into into smaller bits to be able to float out there. And so 
while other shows would get, whether people were watching it or not, they would get seen in these other avenues. That show wasn't doing that much of, of that type of stuff. Uh, but everybody seems to have their bits now that they go to in all these late night shows. And something like Samantha B, the way that show works is they hit on these different topics and she's talking about this news item or this thing in the news or this thing happened. But you can take each one of those and <laughs> just pop them out in a 30-second video or a 45-second video. or And it's still funny. It's quick to watch. And you it advertises the show. And it might generate actually some ad income even <laughs> you know on the video itself or something. So, yeah, that's uh, definitely not surprised that Full Frontal will be back for another year. I think that's probably one that uh, will be around for, for quite a while. And with that... We'll move on from our extended news segment <laughs> to our uh, to the uh, prime time segment. First show on the list is uh, Black Mirror, uh, which recently dropped. Well, at least the first part of season three uh, on Netflix, and uh, this is a show that both of you are watching, but I haven't gotten to yet. I still haven't gotten past the first episode of the very first season. Oh yeah, I watched that one, and I was like. Oh man, this show is something, <laughs> and I just haven't gotten. Again, it's a show on Netflix that I could get to any time, and I don't know. I haven't been in the the headspace for the like modern day Twilight Zone. In the uh, you know, here's a look at a potential future <laughs> if we keep using technology this way and things like that. But uh, but both of you are watching, so uh, we'll start with you, Key. What are what are you thinking about Black Mirror? So I started watching it. I heard about it maybe at least a year ago, maybe a little over a year ago. I was listening to uh, The Watch with Andy Greenwald and what's Chris's last name, Clyde? <laughs> Andy Ryan. and Chris. Yes, Chris Ryan. And um, and I kept hearing them talk about the show and I just didn't I didn't even get why they loved it, just that they loved it. And so when I checked it out and saw that it was an anthology series, I, I didn't even have the thought that technology was so heavily involved. So I watched the first couple episodes and it was odd because I watched it on a night where no one was home and it was very creepy. Um, but I remember watching episode two, season one and thinking, uh, I think that one's called 15 million merits. Um, it was so interesting, so different, uh, such a mind shift that I introduced it to Clyde maybe a few months later and it was fun to see the same reaction <laughs> that I had, like, what the hell is happening right now? You know, it was just really, really interesting. Um, and so I've enjoyed watching a couple episodes of season three. Uh, the one we most recently watched was Nosedive. And it's basically about um, a world where every interaction is ranked by the people around you. And they're ranked on an app and then you're able to get that information by your your contact lenses or some kind of ret retinal implants or something like that. But it really, really made me want to delete all my social media accounts. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine was telling me about some of the, you know, not spoiling things really, but telling me a little bit about some of it. And that was one that, that he mentioned. And that's the thing I find interesting about the show is it does – is it takes – things now and it sort of pushes them to an extreme level but at such a point that it makes you think about even like 
where we're at now and like what we're doing. Yeah, it's just so interesting to see possibly what the effect could possibly be of what we're currently practicing in our daily lives. And so, Claude, what did you what do you what are you thinking about Black Mirror these days? I mean, everyone um, wants to call it like this modern take on on the Twilight Zone, but it's different because to me, the Twilight Zone was this just like like it was current, and it was kind of like, well, what happens if if this crazy thing happened? Whereas Black Mirror seems a little bit more like satirical, um, but maybe a little more creepy. And the fact that it's like, you know, it's it's like be careful what you wish for. Because here's what's going to happen if you get it. And we're so into to, – okay, so to talk a little bit about um, Nosedive, we're so into kind of going out and yelping things. And, you know, e- even when I think about Uber, right, you jump into an Uber. Yeah, you rate you know, them. You, you, you rate them, right? Like you, you pay them, and it's all about the rating. It's all – like it's really all about the rating. The rating is the tip. And and so it's kind of like, well, what if you took that and did that on everything? Like you're at Starbucks and you you get a you know a a, a latte, and well now I've got a, I'm going to rate my experience, and then that experience is going to be with that person all day, <laughs> right? It's just it's kind of like what happens when we go to the extreme. And so to me, nosedive took me a while i could not watch it all the way through because there are times where you're just like uh i i don't know how, what's gonna happen like this is <laughs> it's, it's just going off a cliff but it's so interesting it's so good and i think what i like what's what's fascinating to me about the show in general is they take some i don't want to call them superstars but they take some people you've seen and they inject them into into these stories like um you know, the the one with the 15,000 merits that uh, or the 15 million merits that Key talked about had Jessica Brown, uh, Brown Findlay in it, who is, as some of you may know, Lady Sybil from Downton Abbey. And it was, you know, part of it was like, look, who's that? And then when you think about Nosedive, it has um, Bryce Dallas Howard in it. And so it, and it's funny because, you you know, they're not super superstars and you may not even recognize them at first, but they they act really well. And so you're in there and each episode is different. Um, and so I love the fact that you don't have to watch from episode to episode. You can kind of skip around. Um, like Jason, you said you saw the first one. I started watching the first one and then Key was like, you got to see the second one. So I watched the <laughs> second one. So I still haven't even finished. He the first hasn't one. finished the first one. So it's pretty so, funny. So, so that's kind of that maybe a good thing to go because the first one is like so out there. It is. Of what goes on that. It sort of skews you a little bit from what every subsequent episode actually is. Like, everything's not, while it may take some things to extremes, it's a different thing. You know, it's a different topic, a different idea that they're that they're getting at. And I think the first one, like, so fried my brain that I was like, I definitely couldn't watch, like, a second one, like, then. Like, it's, no. not, it's, it's not a bingeable show, really. Like... It, if you did, you might your brain might explode if you watch like Exactly. Six Jason, that's a, that's the but, exact reason why I told Clyde to just not finish that current episode because I knew it would drain him and just go to the second episode because I but, thought 
thought. But it isn't was... that refreshing? Like so much that of what we to... have. Yeah, there's so much yeah. of what we have. You just you watch episode after episode after episode after episode, and here we've been given something that you just can't do it, right? Like it will your your brain will ooze out of the size side of your head. Like you need a break to kind of wrap your mind around what you've just seen. You know, and delete all your social media and make sure that, you know, all your cameras are covered up. Like there's so much with Black Mirror that it does get, you know, it makes you think. And I um, and I think for me, that's super interesting because, you know, after a long day, sometimes I want to come home and I don't want to think. Yeah, so I want to watch <laughs> the comedy. So this is this is a little a little different. Like, OK, challenge me a little bit. Yeah. and But be entertaining at the same time, which I think they do. But yeah, they def- it's definitely one that's uh, different things to make you think about a subject. And so you kind of do need to be in the right headspace for it. Yeah, you can't come home from a long day of work necessarily <laughs> where you want to just veg out and then slap on a Black Mirror episode. Because I don't think that's going <laughs> <that's not gonna laughs> to help you necessarily oh, no. relax the way that, that <laughs> relax the way You need the to day. be in the right headspace for that. Yeah. But yeah, or 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 if you do watch an episode, then you need to watch, you know, like uh, some, you know, some silly comedy or cartoon yes. or something like that as a palate I cleanser. Call that, <laughs> yes, I call that TV ginger. So if you <laughs> if you've ever had sushi, you know that ginger is a great palate cleanser. Um, and sometimes I need to throw in like an episode of like. Star Trek or the Wonder Years or something just simple. <laughs> it's like a palate cleanser. It's like, all right, now that that has fried my brain, let's just reset <laughs> so that we could maybe watch something else or go to sleep. Either one of those will work. Yeah, I definitely need to uh, probably start. I need to start watching them like just just like one a week, catch up with them slowly and actually watch them because they're because some of the ones that I've heard about, they do sound interesting, like the one about, the, you know, where you're basically rating people to their face instead of, you know, like yes. liking their posts on Facebook or whatever. Uh, and, and like you said, you know, there are things now where, like, you get your Uber and you, you rate the driver. Or if you stay at an Airbnb, you rate your stay, but person who, <laughs> on the other side, rates you as a guest. So there is right. there is some of these things out there where you are rating people. It's just not necessarily, like, right there in their face where you know something happens and you're just like yeah I'm downgrading you right <laughs> right now cuz you didn't, you didn't smile or something but that's what makes it so cool is that we're so close <laughs> yeah. like we're so close to being in a black mirror episode <laughs> that that's the scary part right <laughs> like with the twilight zone my favorite twilight zone episode is the one where the guy wakes up and he's just he's in the world like he there was a nuclear holocaust or an, and he's in the world all by himself that's like my favorite one where he's like where is everybody most people can look and go ah that's never going to happen like <laughs> you know we've got nuclear arm prol- proliferation like we're pretty we're, we're pretty safe but rating people off of every interaction on your <laughs> smartphone we could be there next week yeah. we're right around the corner from now yeah, that- well, there actually was an app that that um, came out what last year called People, but P E E P L E that I think was like a Yelp for people. So we're not that we're really not that far from it. If guys. you even like back in the day, the you know the the hot or not 
type websites oh, or, yes. or these days, you know, the swipe left, swipe right, you know, of right. like Tinder or, uh, you know, these types of dating sites, you know, there is, you know, <laughs> you're basically, I mean, you're not dis- necessarily doing it right to their face, but you are rating people on their look or on, you know, something superficial <laughs> or, or whatever. So we really are pretty close to just like, I don't know exactly how the episode works, but, you know, could you imagine just like you hold the phone up to somebody and it finds their profile and then you down, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm giving you a three stars because <laughs> you didn't smile when you handed me your la- my latte. And uh, and then and that's exactly what would happen. And, too. Then, and then it downgrade then and then their score gets instantly downgraded. But then certain things are only available if you've got a certain rating and stuff like that. I so you that have being, seen the episode. Well, I, I heard I heard a little bit about it from a friend at work. Uh, so, but that type of topic and those type of things, it makes you, you know, it makes it, it sounds interesting. You want to watch it, but then you also, on the other side, it's like, it is sort of like, it almost it's seems so like close. it's so close that you're just like, so do close. I really want to see that? And I just want to push that off in the background and pretend that's not as close as it might you be. Know, <laughs> ignorance is bliss. That's I just right. don't want to think about it. I just... I want to keep on, you know, liking posts on that's, Facebook. That's right. and Ignorance is bliss until you see your ratings right. been downgraded. And then you're like, exactly. what? <laughs> Too many baby pictures. <laughs> like, uh, all right. Well, that's Black Bear. We'll move on to the next show on the list, which is This Is Us, Season 1, Episode 7, The Best Washing Machine in the World. And uh, start with you this time, Clyde. What are, what are you thinking about This Is Us so far? So I love this show. Um, and I, I mean, I love this show and it's not just me. Like I know people and this is going to sound really weird on a TV podcast, but I've got friends who don't really watch TV. I know they they do this weird thing where they read books all the time. Yeah. And then make you feel bad about it because they're so smart. I know but, some people uh, that watch a lot of TV and read a lot of books and I'm like, how? How are you reading all those books? <laughs> they need to do help they, me with do my they calendar. work? <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Like, but yeah, I, I it's the reason I started the podcast was because I didn't have enough people around me that watched as much TV as I did. So I get where you're coming from there. But so when I think about a friend of mine who who he doesn't really watch TV, he he watches like a couple shows, and most of them are on Netflix somewhere. Um, but I ran into him this weekend and he was just like, Clyde, I love This Is Us. And I was like, but you don't watch TV. But he watches this show. Like, this is a show that he watches. And and I think that speaks to the fact that it's just, it's it's a great show. And I was a little skeptical in the very beginning because they have, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but they have this twist. And I'm thinking, all right, well, that was cool, but let's get to episode two and see if you can kind of keep this thing going. And every episode, they give you a little bit more, and they're they're kind of unwrapping it. And so this episode, I thought was really good in terms of kind of digging into the whole Randall Kevin dynamic. Because for you know six episodes now, we, we kind of feel like they got some beef, but we're not quite sure why. Um, and now we kind of see what's going on, and and you know, and there's always this moment where I just laugh. Right. Where, you know, and you see two men running down the street and they're trying to be all cool. And, you know, and you're thinking Randall is this Wall Street guy who's about to kill himself by trying to sprint down the block. Um, and it's kind of funny. So I, I really enjoy this show. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's all talking about he looks later and he's like, that's the fastest, like 
His watch tells him that it was the fastest he's ran. He's like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I think I really like this show because the stories are so rich. I really love how they're taking their time showcasing the one-on-one relationships. Like, obviously, it's a family, but with such complicated, you know, such a complicated dynamic, I feel like we've had the opportunity to see Kate and Kevin's relationship, Rebecca and William, Jack and Rebecca, and now we're really, as you just said, Clyde, getting to un- getting to some of the root of Randall and Kevin's relationship. And I love how they do that without taking over the entire show, but it's enough of a focus that we're, we're really getting some details about it. Yeah. I think... I think every week I'm I'm trying to see if they can keep this keep it going. I really don't know that I believe that they can be this good every week, but every week it's just something to hold on to. So I'm pretty impressed by them. I mean, seven episodes for Dan Fogelman, so I just got to give him a little hand clap because he's been able to do it this this so far. But but here's what I love love about it too is that there are these little bitty things like the uh, Kate and Toby relationship. So if you've ever been in a, a like a long committed relationship, like you've got a significant other, uh, husband, wife, spouse, whatever, you kind of know that um, any goals you have, it's just helpful if they're like team goals, they're squad goals, because one person unraveling can just mess up the whole thing. So when you see in this episode and they're fighting, so, you know, they're they're trying to lose weight together. And it's just like if one of them falls off, he, he, the whole thing kind of starts to unravel, because I know that we've been in a situation where we're like, you know, we're going to eat healthy. We're going to eat healthy. And then, you know, it's usually me. I'll, I'll, I'll say it's me. <laughs> like, I'm like. Don't you want some French fries? Like, I'm, you know, I'm going to get some French fries and you don't have to get me French fries. And the next thing I know, the whole house is eating French fries. Like, <laughs> yes, just... thanks, God. Hey, I said it was about, I like French fries. What can I say? <laughs> and chips and pizza and some other stuff. Uh, but yeah, so, but, but having those little bitty touches are so relatable for so many people. Um, I think that's part of what makes, you know, this show and this episode in particular so interesting because it's not just the big reveal that you get, but you get these little moments where you can kind of just connect and be like, yeah, I've been in that situation before. Yeah, that was the, that was the thing is I, that first episode was a great hour of TV, you know, all building up to a twist but it also left you at the end going, well, they're not going to be able to do that every week because <laughs> you, know, you can't have that big of a twist at the end. Yet they go for it in episode two and you're like, OK, still, you're not going to be able to do that every week. And then by episode three, you kind of see that what it really is, is the way they tell the story where you see some backstory and they jump around in their history you know, like in this last episode, we see them all the way up into, you know, in their teen years. Uh, but we, you know, we saw them at various, you know, ages uh, in their in their past. And uh, and so in, you know, in each episode. And so it's not it's not telling a linear story necessarily. Like it's sort of telling a linear story in the present day, but it jumps back to whatever time in their history is most relevant to like what's going on now. And just the way they tell the stories like that are so interesting. And that what you end up getting is some sort of a reveal in each episode, but it's more of, you're just learning about these people and you're listening to a story about people you didn't know. And the reason something might be surprising or 
or whatever is just because you didn't know that about them. Uh, and so it's, it's not going for the big home run swing like the first episode did, but everything is so crisp in the way that they tell these stories. Uh, you know, and just like this last episode, you know, they, they started out with shots of different, you know, washers and, and a little bit of stuff. And then they go through this whole story and then they come back and they show you more of each of those scenes uh, and where, you know, and where the family was at those times in their life and stuff. And it's just really interesting the way they do that. And it does feel a little bit like how long it does still sometimes feel like how long can you continue to tell these stories in this way? But yet they have 30 something years of, their history to to pull back on for whatever their you know stories going forward so i i think they might actually be able to go for quite a while doing this see and i'm a little curious because i feel like the things and this is one of the things i I do like about the show is that they they don't just keep you going forever because there are these moments where I think, oh, they're not going to we're not going to figure this out for a long time. But like the whole Miguel situation and kind of you see him and you're like, but you've given us that Miguel is around. And so, you you know, are you keeping anything for like season two or how how is this going to play out? <laughs> well, I think some of the things is they give you a reveal, but then. The interesting part is that they're going to go back at some point in time and fill that story in, and you're going to see yeah. how things got to where they are, and how you know how these these different things you know are going to play out. You know they've now uh, had different you know characters reference how they're dealing with you know how they still deal with the death of their father, and you know that sooner or later there's going to be an episode where you find out how and what actually happened because you know that's they haven't said they just have given you sort of a, a general time frame, you know, of, uh, of when this may have happened, uh, and, uh, you know, that they're still dealing with it, but it's stuff like that where you get a piece of information like that, but there's still lots of other stuff that they can fill in. Uh, you know, I could totally see, you know, if they get to a point where Randall is dealing with, the death of his biological father that it brings up and they tell the story in the same episode right? Of, yeah. you know, or something like that. It just how they oh, tie yeah. those type of things together and they, you know, they could just go back and just drop in a story anytime in their past and create, you know, create an event that happened in their past, the way they're telling it to give something about what they're, they're doing now. I also think it's interesting that at times they've, you know, jump back even farther and shown like their parents' parents, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, like in the, the episode uh, that revolved around the, you know, potentially having kids, you know, in the, in the past storyline. Uh, yes. And then it showed, you know, like you got, you got some clips of like how they grew up and which focused on how they thought about having kids or what they would want, how they would want to be as a parent, you know, growing up. And so, I, there's just uh, there's so many different levels of things that they can drop in on to uh, for future storytelling, and they seem to be a really creative bunch. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, they obviously have some experienced, talented people over there. So that's I just love that what they're doing. 
So I hope it continues. All right. On to the next show, which is also created by the same person uh, that created This Is Us. I mean, talk about having two interesting, like, well-told stories coming out at the same time. But uh, Pitch, uh, Season 1, Episode 8, Unstoppable Forces and Immovable Objects is the uh, most recent episode. And uh, this is another show that went for the big home run reveal type of thing in the first episode and then has never touched on anything like that since. <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> and so it was it was like a completely it left me at the end I was like, this was really good. That was you know, they they got you on the twist, but uh is this show gonna be like what is this show gonna be like going forward? And then like going forward it's just a show. It just happened to be that was how she was dealing with the, you know, her first day, you know, quote unquote on the job, you know, type of thing and, and how they were telling the backstory. But this is, this show sort of falls into the same similar thing as they keep, as they fall back on different parts of her past history. It's a very similar show. It just happens to be in a completely different, you know, setting and, uh, of, of where it's set. But, uh, Clyde, what are you thinking about pitch? So, so this is my, for me, this is this is like my show of the year, um, and partly it's because you know, Jason, we we got to meet you in person at the ATX uh, TV festival um, last summer, and this was one of the events I got to go to, and that was the premiere, kind of the 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 first showing of this uh, the episode in the series, and I got to listen to kind of Dan Fogelman and. Uh, Kylie Bunbury and um, Mark Paul Gossler talk about it, and and I loved it. So I, I was so surprised. I kind of wanted to do something different. I didn't know a ton about it, um, and I was super super skeptical of Fox. Uh, but I went, and it was it was kind of it was a smaller theater, but it was packed. And, you know, it's one of those situations where at the end of it, everybody's clapping and I'm looking at the guys next to me and we're all surprised and we're thinking that's great. And we're also thinking, can they keep it going? And they talk about the fact that they were going to use kind of the father and bringing him in only in that first episode. So that was very deliberate. And so I was super excited. I kept telling people, oh, man, it's great. It's great. It's great. And then it comes out and I realize, oh, well, it's a little bit different when you're sitting in a theater with a bunch of other TV nerds (laughs) and there's no commercials and like and the environment's perfect. And I was so I was kind of waiting to see if everybody thought, well, do they like it as much as I do? And as the show kept going, people were were really talking about and I was like, they do like it as much as I do. So I'm a big fan. Um, You know, and I know he was going to say this, but I'm going to jump in there and say it first. I think it's Mark Paul Gosler's best role. Like he so fits this character, it's amazing. Um, so I'm a huge fan. It, it, you know, it's you know, it's it's not super challenging. So it's not like Black Mirror, but like after a hard day, you want to see kind of a character-driven story. This is it for me. So this is this is one of those shows that um, you know, one I always want to see every week. So I'm, I'm almost never behind on it. And two, if it wasn't for a kind of a, a life schedule conflict, I w- it's, it's like appointment TV. I would watch it the minute it come, comes on. As it is now, I try and get everything that I, done, I can get done before it comes on so I can catch it. So, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm loving Pitch. 
So you're saying uh, Franklin Bash wasn't his best role? <laughs> I, I mean, I know he, he was great. He was great. But this is just just a little better. Just a little better. No, no. Um, I mean, he, he's done some he's done some cool things, and he's he's got he's I definitely would say he's got some some breath. But it, it this is an episode like this show makes you forget Zach Morris. Like I think that's where he's at right now. I know that's that's big. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. So how about you, Key? Oh, I remember when Clyde first saw this, and I didn't see it at the festival with him. And he came home talking about this over and over and over again. And I was like, oh, I really hope this is this good because I'm never going to believe his opinion if it's really not that good. But it's so surprisingly and um, so pleasantly, it is that good. And I... Um, we're, this is a sports household. We both love sports, but I am not a baseball fan. And to experience a show, yes, go Cubbies. But to experience a show where I actually want to see it when it comes on and when I miss it, I that's the first thing I turn on when I can sit down. You know, after that Thursday night premiere, I I'm just so excited to watch it. I think that. As someone stole my thunder earlier, <clears throat> Mr. Gosler's role is just fantastic. It just it makes me I feel like this is what he was made to play. And I just I'm so proud of him. And um, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm really enjoying Kevin Connolly, who played Eric on Entourage. Um, he plays the what's his what's his position here? He's the man, he man, the, he's the president. President. Like, yeah, he's the president. Yeah. 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 He's, the the he's like the yeah the representative of the ownership for the yep. for the team so yeah for the Padres and it's really great to see him in this role you know kind of knowing his way of being an agent beforehand and things like that um, and I uh, th- this episode in particular the question I've been asking all season is where is Will Baker where is Jenny Baker's brother because after the first couple of episodes we don't see him at all we don't see him in flashbacks even. You know, and um, I was just really, really interested in what they were going to do with this character, and so it's good to see that Will Baker is finally finally has a has a supporting role in this again. And interesting that they went the uh, like he's sort of the the hanger on, trying to you know get away from whatever trouble he's gotten himself into, and you know trying to use his famous sister to uh, to get out of it, and. Uh, but she's not she's not totally clued into like <clears throat> like how messed up he is uh so you know there's definitely some going to be some interesting things coming down for that but yeah this this show's just again like this is us it's just really it's told really well i think it's also a show that while some people might not watch it because it revolves around baseball that much like people didn't watch friday night lights because it revolved around football. I would say that it's not really a baseball show. Exactly. It's it's it just happens to be taking on uh, some of these different things, these different topics and stuff like that, in the guise of you know a sports drama. And while it you know it does try and do a good job of you know recreating you know some of the intricacies of baseball, you don't necessarily need to know those to understand. Uh, what's going on? It's the 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 baseball scenes are mostly far and few between, you know, <laughs> few and far between, and it's the dynamic of these people in the clubhouse. It's the 
you know, they did a, you know, doing a whole episode, you know, in the previous episode was all the trading deadline and you get enough of what that is, even if you don't know what baseball is of what, of why that might be tense for some of those players and stuff like that, that at any moment they could be finding out that they're going to have to move across the country or uh, things like that. And so I think they do a good job of using the sport. If you, if you understand baseball or like baseball or watch baseball, I think there's just like an added layer. Yeah, totally. But if you're missing some of those things, it doesn't take away from the character drama of it, which is really what the show is about. Much like something like Friday Night Lights, which was a family drama and teen drama. It just happened that it was taking place in Texas where football is really big. And so it revolved around the football team. Right, of course. But you didn't you didn't have to know football or love football to necessarily enjoy the show type of thing. And I think it's 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 got the same thing here with pitch. I agree. I agree. There are only two episodes left. It looks like it's only a ten episode season. So Yeah, I was I was sort of surprised at that. Yeah, I, I, I was shocked. Yeah, is that was that originally planned? Uh did they decide it? that the ratings haven't been super great. So they're going to keep it at a shorter, you know, even if they, if it's something because Fox brings back these days, even some of their lower rated stuff. I mean, new girl's still on (laughs) and nobody's watching that. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not so sure. I definitely want to do some research and find out if this is intentional from the beginning or. Yeah. Cause I don't remember seeing anything in any of the stuff like going into it, I don't remember that being like, oh, it's only 10 episodes. Uh, if anything, I thought that it might be just 13. <laughs> but but yeah, they said only, you know, only two episodes left at the end of at the end of this last one. I was like, wait, what? Really? On the other hand, I'm all for a show starting and ending in the fall and not coming back for like three episodes in January. Right. You know, after taking four or five weeks off. So, yeah, it's nice to have a complete set of things and not, you know, have to remember, okay, what's my routine? What what do I have to catch up on? It's kind of nice to not have that break. But yeah, it seems like a lot of shows are going, you know, even on the network side, they're going with the either the 13 episodes or sometimes shorter or or doing doing like these only adding in three episodes or five episodes or, or something like that to give it a full season where it's not, you know, 22 or 24. So yeah, but yeah. I definitely, I definitely was taken back a little bit by that. Like you said, and it's like, wait, really? There's only two more episodes left. Exactly. It does make me wonder what they're building up to. Cause this yeah. does seem like the type of show that's going to end on some sort of, <laughs> it's going to leave you hanging at some, with something. It looks like it may be leading up to, like, is he really going to get traded or or something uh, since they've sort of put that uh, They can't trade out. him. But you, but you know that you know that he's not going to end up on – you're just like – every time – that was the only thing about the, the trade thing is, like, I get the drama they were going for, but you also have, like, these are two of the main cast members. They're not going <laughs> – they're not going anywhere necessarily. Right, absolutely. Unless it's, they're going for some sort of situation where, but I don't think it's 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 that case with Mark Paul Gosler's character because they do a lot of that in sports where you know they trade a guy at the end of a season, uh, but that was like the last year on his contract, and then he goes and plays for the other team, and then he signs back with the team that <laughs> traded him away. 
uh, you know, in the offseason. And so he got a shot at the playoffs, but then goes back to his home team later on. But but yeah, it seemed like he was still under, you know, had multiple years left of a contract. So it wasn't like something like that. So, so yeah, but definitely interested to see where, where they go with that. And uh, with that, we'll move on to The Walking Dead, uh, season one, episode five, Go Getters. Go Getters. <laughs> this is one of those shows that I watched the first episode back because, you know, if you'd watched up until the end of last season, you kind of were stuck in the, well, I want to find out what happened. And even though I didn't like the way they prolonged it even more in the first episode, then the second episode was going to be about, you know, uh, Carol and uh, uh, why am I blanking on uh, on his name? Morgan. But, yeah, and Morgan, which are two of my more favorite characters. So I was like, well, I'm going to watch that one. And then it was like, oh, it's going back to, you know, these other things with Negan and stuff like that. And so they the the show piled up here a little bit. Where with last night's episode, I had three episodes to watch, including one of them being an extended episode of <laughs> 90 minutes almost. Normally, Walking Dead had been a show where I'd watch it, not necessarily it, exactly live, but pretty close to or at least that night on Sunday because I didn't want right. to get spoiled on whatever was happening, you know, on social media or anything else, you know, the next day. And it's turned into a show that I don't care if I get spoiled or not, but I'm still sort of watching because I put in so much time. But it, you know, it piled up and I, I watched the three episodes over the weekend and, you know, there's, I mean, there's some interesting stuff in it, but some of it is just like, oh, it's just, it's like, it's too much. Uh, I don't know anymore. So where are you at? Well, I am. So I'm in and, and fully. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I know, you know, some of the ratings have fallen off. I've heard from this season, uh, people kind of feel like they might be a little done with Negan and his whole savers career, but I'm still really loving it. I think that, you know, for a genre that is off putting to, you know, some, some people, they do a really good job kind of how we were just talking about pitch and Friday night lights. You know, it's not really about zombies. Obviously zombies are a problem and they're, they're all fearful of, you know, having their disease activated, but it is so much more about survival, about power, about family, about politics that I just love that this is the setting they've chosen and, you know, I was talking to Clyde last night and I wish he could weigh in, but <laughs> uh, we were just talking about how so many of the really, really good content, so much of the really good content on TV is based off of something that's been written before. And that's just so true of the graphic novels of The Walking Dead. I just I'm so glad that they've they had such a thorough story to pull from in order to to create this world and um yeah, I'm just thoroughly, I'm thoroughly impressed. And even though right now Rick and the crew, they're not quite sure what to do, which is still just a really interesting look at humanity. And so I'm still enjoying it. I mean, once I did watch the episodes, I mean, there was some stuff in there that was interesting. And I think he's doing really well as Negan. Like, this is a severely hated character. But I also get, like, the one guy, Dwight, who goes after you know, one of his former friends in an, ep you know, in a, in an episode and ends up shooting him. But that guy talks about how it's just one guy. He's just one guy. Why are <laughs> we all following him? Right. Why we're all like, 
you know, what are, what are we doing here? And, uh, and yeah, it, that's... it kind of, it kind of is, is that you're like, what is, what is, what is going on? How did, how does that, uh, that level of fear or just where you're able to get enough people around you that are following you, that you're not sure who you can, who you could say something to, or who you could rely on to, you know, go up against them with you. Uh, and if you did do something to it, even though it is one guy, there is enough people that might retaliate because, you know, you did something. It It is a, a weird situation, but it seems like at some point, if like Hilltop and Alexandria and uh, maybe they meet uh, the people from the kingdom yeah, that uh, all these different exactly. outposts. If these people finally find out about each other, that maybe they can, as a group, rise up together. Even though you've got uh, these other two groups so far, not much on the uh, fighter base. You know, the kingdom is basically keeping everybody in the dark about how bad things are. Uh, people at a hilltop know how bad things are, but you know, not really fighters still. And then you have the people at Alexandria who are, even though their leader has been sort of broken, and now all their weapons have been <laughs> taken away, which would make yeah. it really hard to fight back. So, Jason, I love what you said about kind of just one guy. I guess my thought is at some point they've got to get it together and, and band against Negan, right? Like it, it feels to me as like it's just him. Right. Like if, if he was taken out, if somebody stood up to him and took him down, everybody else would pretty much just fold up. So I'm just I'm trying to figure out, like, there's more of them. Can't they band together like Alexandria and the hilltop and the kingdom and kind of get your best fighters? Right. I want, I want to see a, a Negan hunting party. Right. Michonne <laughs> and Daryl and Rick. If at some point there's not a payoff of Rick coming, you know, finally breaking out of his brokenness you know, and sort of fixing himself and coming around to, yeah, this this new normal is not going to work for us. And them actually coming around to figure it out. There's got to be a scene somewhere down the road of him actually killing Negan. Like, he tells him he's going to kill him. That's got to come back. Like, if that doesn't come back, then it's just such, that's hugely wasted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this kind of reminds me a lot of, like, the governor. yeah. I don't know. Some of it just seems, I guess, you know, this deep into the show, it seems repetitive, even though it's kind of new. But it's also things like, how did these people live in Alexandria for so long and not have any, <laughs> not seem to know that there were these other groups around at all? And now all of a sudden there's these other groups that are not that far away. I mean, walking distance. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yet they don't seem to have any tangible life skills i'm I'm not sure Uh, so i don't know there's just uh some of the way they drew things out at the beginning of the season turned me off some where they're at with things is sort of i don't know it's kind of interesting but but not i don't know i as i was saying earlier i probably i know i'm like so many seasons invested into it now that i'll probably keep watching but it's not it's no longer a show where I'm watching it, you know, almost live or that night anymore. Uh, it's it's one that easily falls to the back burner and uh, gets caught up with because uh, it made it on the list for the podcast. 
Yeah. I can see that. I can see how some people are a little tired of it right now. I can see how people could. I mean, I, I agree with you that it, it does kind of, you know, the same cycle of they find a place to live. <laughs> they think things are going to go well. And then they meet a whole nother crew that doesn't like the what they're doing and wants to take it from them. So, yeah. And every bad guy is worse than the last. Like, I mean, it, it, for me, it's hard because. It's just like, wow, this torture is going to go on, at least at least in my mind. The formula is going to keep going until the end of the season. And either they're going to get rid of Negan or we're going to move into the next season where it's going to go on. And at some point they're going to get rid of him. But I'm ready for him to go now. <laughs> so, Well, I'm just I'm kind of wondering if we'll find if we'll get a new leader out of this, right? Not saying that Rick won't make it back to his former glory days, but I think it's kind of time for somebody maybe like Carl to rise up the way that, I mean, he just took off and he, he just. Carl. <laughs> it's not going to be Carl. Carl, are you going to be our leader? No, I'm thinking it's Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I did like him hopping into the back of the truck and then he starts pouring out one of the bottles and then Carl's just like, hey. <laughs> And then he looks like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, what are you guys doing here? Yeah, I mean, Carl literally had uh, a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see where they're going there. But these are the little types of things that uh, bother me is Jesus hopping into that truck you know, trying to figure out or see which is, uh, you know, and and knowing that that's the right truck because it has the the alcohol on it that the, the guy had taken and said put it in Negan's truck. But did Carl just get lucky? Like he just that was the only one that had an open door, so he got in. Like it was so. Sometimes there's there's other things, you know, like uh, the girl showed up at at Hilltop and Maggie finds her at the grave. Did she? get in there and talk to somebody and somebody told her where the graves were like how did how did she that quickly find these you know was in the right place there's i've talked about it before there's times where where you start where, the, where you're not enjoying a show as much as you were previously and then so you're not fully engaged and so little things that you would have just passed right over or things you start thinking about those things instead of like what the show's actually doing. You're like, so how did Carl choose that truck? Why, why is that going on? And then you're like, but it's not really important <laughs> necessarily. But I'm not engaged with the show any as much anymore, and so my mind floats off onto other little questions and things that are going on in the show. And uh, for me, that's usually not a good sign, especially when it was a show where you were fully you know, at times at least were fully engaged in what was going on. And, uh, there may have been things that were like that, but you didn't, they didn't stand out because you were fully engrossed in what was about to happen or who was going to, you know, what was going to happen to who or what was happening. Yeah. I wonder, so how are the ratings right now? I haven't looked. I think that would be an interesting thing to look at. I haven't, I, I would have thought that I would have seen more about the ratings for the show considering, the number of people that once again said, you know, I'm done after the, you know, there was a, there was a sort of a, a backlash kind of thing of like, 
at the end of last season because they didn't show you who was, and then and even and then another group that said they were not going to watch when they prolonged it so much in the season premiere. Yet the ratings for you know the first episode were great, but I haven't. I would have thought that somebody would have written up some stories or something like that about it. But I haven't seen anything about the ratings and you know have they have they fallen off more than a normal season falls off from a premiere to you know middle of the season episodes or or not you know like is there anything to the number of people that seem to say they were done with the show you know like is there a noticeable loss does it really matter if you're losing a million people from you know 17 you know in this day and age i don't know <laughs> right yeah <laughs> you know? that's a good point cuz 16 is still a really really good <laughs> number so I don't know. I think that's uh, maybe have to do a little homework here after the podcast and uh, go and find out uh, about that. But I think that's enough about The Walking Dead and move on to the Westworld. Season one, episode eight, Trace Decay. And uh, Clyde, what do you uh, you mentioned uh, beforehand that this show might be a little too much <laughs> and that you're not sure if you're going to continue to watch. You're going to at least watch the last two episodes and then debate over the next year <laughs> whether you're going to watch season two. You know, you mentioned being a completionist. I- I'm not quite the completionist that Key is, but, you know, to only have two episodes left. When I saw that, I was like, well, maybe I'll finish these two Oh, if I really want to be out, it makes better. It's more of a stand if I just stop now. So I haven't quite decided, <laughs> but it does feel like it's a lot, right? Like it's just the the violence is a lot. It's you know somebody asked me today, like, is it Game of Thrones level? And I'm like, no. How could anything ever be Game of Thrones level? Um, it's not quite that that twisted, but it it does feel like it's it's pretty graphic right like it's you know as much as i'm a person who likes to watch tv just about anywhere i am not inclined to like have westworld on my ipad at the post office right like that's just <laughs> when i'm waiting in line for something like it's not like oh well you know let me catch up on my not that one so I so I'm struggling with that a little bit, but if we're talking about like, is it a good quality show? Like it's different, you know. It's deep and it doesn't have a traditional storyline that a lot of TV shows have. Like, it's super unclear who the protagonist and the antagonist are. Like it's just not that clear, <laughs> yeah. right? Like it's and like how many different timelines are we watching? Uh, you know, when are things taking place? Are we right? And I was fine with that sort of in the beginning, but now here eight episodes in, maybe the, you'll get some sort of resolve or something in the in the season finale. But it kind of leaves me lost and not in a good way. There's times where you're not sure what's going to happen, but you're following along. In this show, sometimes I feel lost. And even though I, when I'm watching a certain storyline, I'm like, and the acting is good or that might be... I'm completely lost as to how or even possibly it could tie in with whatever is going on. Was the previous week's reveal cool? Sure. Yes. But <laughs> but do I still yeah. feel like, you know, I still have like no, I think we've seen enough stuff to say that it definitely is too 
two periods of time or or some or some some sort of thing. I'm not sure where exactly because in this in this episode she comes across you know she she sees her memory of the of this old town and then when was it uh is it William you know comes in and sort of shakes her out of it and you see that it's just like the steeple coming out of the ground yeah well that's the like apparently like what is being dug back up by by Ford by yeah, Ford because like we saw him see just the steeple there you know earlier and then now he's they said he's digging up some city or something like that and so you're like okay so she at some point before he started this new st- <laughs> trying to redo this storyline or whatever he was doing uh it's it's starting to feel a little convoluted at times it's hard to follow but not i don't know not in a good way type of thing i mean no. there's shows that are you don't want to you don't want to know what's happening that's terrible that's terrible tv <laughs> where you can just pick every little thing out and know exactly where it's going but when you have you don't even feel like you have enough to like even make an educated guess, you know. Right. Sometimes as to what's going on, that's that's to me where I'm at with the with the show is like I enjoy parts of it. Like I really like the the Maeve storyline and the whole like her trying to write her own, you know, getting access and writing her own story and changing things up, uh, and her ability to apparently be able to change the storyline for other characters by just telling them something, you know, that, that whole storyline is, is, is very interesting. Uh, and and some of the individual parts are interesting, but it's so convoluted as a whole that sometimes I find it hard to watch. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like I was a big fan of lost, even though like you spent most of the entire series trying to figure out what was going on but you were also able to root for them to get off the island, right? Like that every week you were looking for them to figure out how do they get off the island? How do they solve this? You know, I'm a fan of, uh, of Mr. Robot and trying to figure out well, what's going on. But then again, you know, you're rooting for Elliot to, you know, become this hacker. Like, I think the thing that I struggle with, with Westworld is uh, there doesn't feel like there's a central plot. Right. Like it's it's like Groundhog Day. But even in the movie Groundhog Day, which I liked, there was still this plot of trying to get out of Groundhog Day. This doesn't feel like that. And I think that's where I struggle quite a bit. It's just trying to figure out what am I rooting for? Who am I rooting for? What's the purpose? (laughs) Right. Yeah. In a world where people coming to visit choose a white hat or a black hat, I'm unsure as to who actually root for it any given time. Right. I, I suppose at times I find myself rooting for a lot of the robot characters uh, in, search, in certain situations, you know, since a lot of times they're just like on repeat and they're the ones that are just getting killed all the time and and rebuilt. And and uh, and so once they start, you know, they're having memories of previous, you know, quote unquote, previous lives or when they play different characters or or even of just what they're doing now. And stuff they've they've I think they've done a good job of making some of those characters that you uh, that you really feel for and but they're but you're like shouldn't I actually feel for the human characters right <laughs> right or something? I like Teddy <laughs> yeah. and Dolores is cool but to be completely honest if you know if Teddy's head got chopped off and he didn't come back I'd be like oh 
eh. like it, it wouldn't have the same level of like you know and if you haven't seen the first season of game of thrones then i'm just gonna spoil this for you it's different when Ned Stark got his head chopped off, right? Like it was kind of like, whoa! Like there's, I don't have that level of attachment to anybody, and for me, that's a struggle because I'm a huge Jeffrey Wright fan. Like so, the Bernard character, like I root for that guy in anything, and this is just kind of like, oh yeah, he's he's a great actor. He's he's all right, you know. And who doesn't love Anthony Hopkins, right? Yeah. <laughs> You know, but they all seem kind of sick and twisted and crazy. And I'm never, I, you know, I just can't get emotionally invested into any one character. Yeah, because at the, at, the, at the time you could sc- sort of see, like, Anthony Hopkins' character, you know, that Ford is obviously, you know, he's spent his, you know, years and years developing these things and doing uh, this stuff and these storylines and, and the technology and all that stuff. But then you see that he's willing to kill somebody else from the, that sort of finds out uh, about what what he's doing, you know, to be able to keep doing it. And so you're just like, well, he's not exactly, you're sort of like, you could root for him against the corporation and then he kills somebody. Right. And then you, as he's going to delete the memories, you see that he's, he's lying to Bernard. He's had him do that before. Right. And it's not the first time that he's done it. And you're starting to figure out, did, did he kill... Like his partner, like he's got secrets, and you're yeah. not, you're just not quite sure what to think about kind of Ford. And so, yeah, it, it does leave me like I, and people, I've got friends who, who love this show. I mean, they absolutely love this show. And they're just like, it's great. It's great. And it just keeps betting and it keeps getting better. And I keep going, look, man, I'm, I'm into TV, like way, way into TV. And I'm confused almost every week I watch this show. <laughs> so, and not in a good way. No, I, I keep saying it. There's, there's being confused at what's going on in a show, but you still feel like you're following along. And then there's time. There's shows where you're confused and you're just confused. And right. that's that's a completely different level. And too often I I still find myself there. I'm I'm hoping that we get something by the you know, in the next couple episodes that tie more of this stuff together and you get some actual answers to some of these questions. Uh, It'll be, especially if it's actually going to be over a year before another season shows up. See, that would be, that that would be a terrible thing to leave you a whole ton. If they leave a whole ton of questions and they don't really give you anything in the next couple episodes. See, I I think that's a risk that I think that's a huge risk because I remember it was uh the sh- it was i guess jj abrams kind of follow up to lost it was flash forward and they took a really long break and i remember ahead of time thinking like uh the show is kind of okay but i'm not super invested and they went to the break and they came back like 6 weeks or something later and i was like eh, i'm out yeah. and that's my fear <laughs> with westworld it was like we keep talking about how there's so much television like you can't just give me a cliffhanger like it's got to be super compelling between now and and the next two episodes or otherwise 2018 is going to come up and i'm going to be watching the third (laughs) season of pitch and going "Eh." (laughs) you know or you know what happens if fx comes out with the sons of anarchy uh spinoff like sunday nights might be dominated by somebody else 
or if Legion turns out to be really cool or right. various other shows that could take your attention and you could get interested in those and still be interested in those by the time you're like, oh, wait, that's coming back. And if you don't if you're not left with something really compelling, but where you also have gotten some answers to something, it can't just be continuing to mess with your head. You know, it could leave something like that, but it's got to also give you something. Uh, it's got to give you some sort of payoff. Right. Like the only thing can't be the Bernard twist. Like that can't be that can't be the only thing for the season, you know, with all the things that have gone on. Yep. That'd be very disappointing. It'd be very uh, Walking Dead like you know, <laughs> to to do that. Yeah, you, you've got to come up with something more than just that. Well, we'll see what happens there. And that'll do it for the uh, primetime segment and uh, move on to uh, close things out with our TV recommendations. First up, I haven't had any recommendations recently, but I've got a couple. Clyde mentioned the ATX Festival, where we uh, met at a podcaster's uh, meetup during the festival. I've gone to the last couple. It's great fun. If you're a TV fan, it's definitely something worth checking out. So I wanted to uh, recommend that because... They put out that this weekend for Black Friday and uh, all the way through the Monday, tickets for the four-day badges will be 145 bucks, which is, I think, $30 off what the regular price is right now. And the cheapest price that it will – after that, it will be 175 and then it goes up to like 225 and such and such as you get closer and closer to the festival. But if you've heard about the festival on – when we've talked about it previously on the podcast, or if you're a big TV fan, uh, I'm looking forward already. They announced uh, Northern Exposure is going to have a reunion at this year's at next year's that's festival. Be so amazing. Uh, that's one of my all time favorite shows. So that'll be uh, really looking forward to that. And what else they'll be announcing over the next uh, few months before it it happens in June. But we'll have uh, links, you know, where you can find out. But I think it's atxfestival.com. But uh, we'll have links uh, in the show notes. Uh, where you can find that, definitely worth it. I already got my ticket for next year, so yeah, we've got ours, <laughs> and so I'm I'm all set. Uh, but this is the next best deal that you can get after buying it at the show uh, itself. So, uh, and then my other recommendation is Amazon Prime. Right now, if you sign up for Amazon Prime, you get your free month trial. It's the perfect time. Anything you buy coming into the holiday season, you can get the two day shipping. Uh, and it's all free for the first month while you give it a try and see what see what you like. And so you get that for buying any presents or things like that. But also you get access to uh, Amazon Prime Video, which has the second season of Man in the High Castle is coming up. They've got you know other shows. And then they're also the exclusive outlet for things like Orphan Black and uh, I believe Justified and some other shows that uh, I think uh, – I don't think they have the second season of Mr. Robot yet, but the first season, uh, you know, they're like the exclusive streaming video place for a, a bunch of different shows like that. In a, in addition to all their original content, but there's no time like the present uh, to sign up. Uh, so if you just go to uh, tvtimes3.com slash prime, that's our affiliate link. It'll take you to the sign up. And if you sign up for... Uh, the link, we get a few bucks, which helps us cover the cost of hosting and things like that for the podcast. So it's like a win-win-win. Everybody gets a good deal. You get a chance to check out their TV offerings, get some free shipping on uh, any holiday gifts you might buy. And we get a few bucks that helps us uh, cover the cost of the podcast. 
And with that, Clyde, what's uh, your uh, recommendation? I would say I've got two quick ones, and that is Speechless. If you haven't checked out the show Speechless with Mini Driver, it it really is good. And, you know, we talked about some heavy stuff like Black Mirror. Speechless is a great way to kind of end that if it, if that gets too heavy for you. But it, it's, a, it's a heartwarming story. It's funny. Um, and so I really appreciate that. So if you haven't seen that, check out Speechless. And, you know, if, you, if you've heard our podcast at all, you know that we're big Hamilton, kind of the Broadway musical um, show. We're big fans. Um, PBS has an incredible special kind of a behind-the-scenes look at Hamilton. Um, so check that out to kind of let you know how it was started, um, what's it all about. And so that's that's pretty popular right now. So, uh, you know, big ups to PBS for for jumping on on that bandwagon. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. And Key, how about you? Um, I'm going to have to do some self-plugging here and uh, recommend the Gilmore Girls revival, which uh, Netflix will release on Friday. And what is that? November 25th. And um, it's just they are going to release four 90-minute episodes um, all together, uh, kind of, I guess, season eight of Gilmore Girls. And I've, I'm deep into this world right now, guys. Guys, I'm deep in. I've watched probably close to 90 hours in the last four weeks. And just to get prepared for a podcast I'm doing on it, Gilmore podcast with Mike Moody. I, I got to say, she's so deep into this that <laughs> Gilmore stuff is coming up in our conversation. So she'll look at me and be like, you know, that's just like Emily Gilmore. And I'm like, who? And yeah, so she's deep, deep into that Gilmore world right now. It is. So we're looking forward to Saturday. And yeah, well, when you start watching like a season a week, that's that's getting pretty deep into a show that's 20, oh, oh, 22, yeah, episodes, 22 episodes a season. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, looking forward to the Gilmore Girls as well. And uh, I also uh, highly recommend Speechless, which if you've listened to, well, pretty much any podcast since Speechless came on, <laughs> it's probably gotten mentioned as something that I like. So uh, there's that. As always... Uh, you can find links uh, to our recommendations as well as the uh, news stories we talked about and also where you can find and listen to Clyde and Key online uh, in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 348. And uh, next week, Amory and Ray will be back with me. But uh, thank you again, uh, Clyde and Key, for joining me on episode 348. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Uh, and thank you for uh, listening. And once again... If you uh, would help us out and uh, if you haven't signed up for Amazon Prime before, tvtimes3.com slash prime and uh, sign up for that free uh, 30-day trial. It's the perfect time. Some of the TV shows are going to be going off. There's going to be a little less, so it's perfect time to check out some of their offerings as well as uh, get that free shipping. And thanks again. Until next week.